All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin.、Uh, <laughs> I promise we're gonna go back to talk to、uh, books again. I just、uh, took a bunch of notes yesterday,、uh, reading a bunch of books. So、um, we will return to it after we kind of cover these、uh, emotion sector sufficiently, and then we can go back to it. And we can let our book notes kind of like you know、um, accumulate a little bit. That's not a problem.、Um, so today. I want to talk about how food control our moods.、Um, what is relationship between food and then our emotions and our moods? And I think it's really interesting because you know, like we we typically do these podcasts, right?、Um, the Huberman Lab podcast as a、uh, you know re reteaching of my learnings from the、uh, video podcast, and I just think that this is a very interesting area where we can. Uh, utilize food and then kind of like use our relationship to food to change our、uh, moods in a sense, right? So let's just jump jump right into it.、Uh, today we're gonna cover a lot of、uh, mechanisms. I I, I introduce you guys another、um, nervous system sections that relates to food and moods, right? So for the past twenty years,、um, there were a lot of scientific studies. Um, about emotions and neuromodulations, and we have this particular、uh, section of the nervous system called the vagus nerve,、uh, not Las Vegas, but V A G U S, maybe Vegas,、uh, Vegas ner- nerve.、Um, so that one is not really the only nerve that control our emotions, but this is pretty much a major、uh, nerve that's in our system. It's a branch, right?、Um, so it goes from our neck, and then the other branch goes to the gut, go to the lungs, all that stuff. So, a vagus nerve. The purpose of that is it senses,、uh, you know, a heart rate, you know, a, you know, the fullness of your stomach,、uh, and then it goes up to the brain, and it also does motor control from the brain to the body. So it's like a nervous system highway, if you may, and.、Um, What regulates the vagus nerve is actually a couple different series about that. So there's this thing called the polyvagal series, polyvagal series. So it means that vagal nerve has a lot of branches, and then the dorsal vagus, back of the body, it regulates alertness, and then、um, different part of the vagus、uh, nerve can do different things. The problem with that is it's too specific. Right, it's hard to have like a one unifying series. You know, okay, this is the function of the vagus nerve. So we have kind of different ways to talk about the function of the vagus nerve, and I I think Andrew Huberman showcases a couple options that are actually really interesting. Right, so one of them is the relationship between vagus nerve and sugar. So. You know, sugar is a sweet things, and the sweet things taste good, so we love sweet things.、Um, so typically, right, the thought process is we eat something sweet, right? It goes into our stomach, it sends a signal from the vagus nerve to the brain, and then we release dopamine, and then it makes us want to eat that thing more. That is the conventional wisdom, right? But there is a study actually has been done. Actually, it's actually really in,、uh, interesting. Where、well, they took、um, the、uh, participant and then they numb their taste buds. So 
excuse me. So they cannot taste anything, right? So after they numb their taste bud, and then they're gonna feed them sugar food and non-sugar food. And what we notice is that the, the stomach that have sensors sensing um, sugar. So in a sense that they don't really care how the food tastes because the participants, you know, like their, their, um, their tongue is being numb, right? So they don't really care what exactly are they taste like, but our stomach through the vagus nerve can actually taste sugar. So in a sense that from our tongue, if we don't taste anything, we still want that food that contain more sugar because we're getting signals from our vagus nerve. That is pretty amazing, right? So in, a, so in the end, our taste buds, they, they don't just drive the train completely. So let's continue our discussion today and let's talk about like, what about our brain section? How does our brain process food, process taste? So in the um, hypothalamus, there is a thing called lateral hypothalamus, uh, right? Um, so it's really here to control uh, and, and uh, inhibit feeding. And within that, that uh, situation, we have a thing called locus corleoneus. Corleoneus. Locus, L-O-C-A-S. Locus, core, so C-O-E-R-U-L-E-U-S. Locus uh, corleosis. So they are in charge of releasing more adrenaline and then create alertness. So locus corleonis, they are active and then they trigger the uh, activity of the lateral uh, hypothesis, uh, the lateral hypothalamus. Jesus, I'm having trouble with this, uh, you know, um, brain anatomy uh, names. So it heightens a certain, the stress upon approach to food. And then it depends on your relation to food. If you love food, this is a key part. If you love food, you're going to get excited about eating. If you don't like food, like if your food relationship is bad, then you might just are, you know, are scared of eating, right? So before we eat, so here's kind of how it works. Before we eat, um, the uh, locus uh, corollosis, they release um, and, uh, adrenaline, make us feel a little bit of a short-term stress. And then as we eat, we kind of like become more calming. We have, we, we kind of have a taste, right? We kind of, you know, use a vagus nerve to give us some sat uh, satisfaction, some dopamine. And then we, be, we become more relaxed. So before we eat and after we eat, it is a stress and de-stress relationship. And how we feel, it really relates to the vagus nerve in a sense. So, Last thing I want to touch on today is amino acids, which is actually also very in, uh, interesting, is that we can actually sense how much amino acids that we're actually eating depends on the food that we eat. So <clears throat> we can all do this subconsciously as well. So when we stop eating, right, we 
are really not stop eating based on the amount of food in stomach. We stop eating based on the amount of amino acids that we took in. Let me rephrase that. Let me repeat that. We stop eating not because how much uh, amount of food is in our stomach. We stop eating because of uh, like we are determining how much amino acids that we took in. Okay. So amino acids, just for a quick review, uh, is in charge of body repair, build muscles, right? It is actually the neurochemicals that made, that's like the substrate for like dopamine and other neuromodulators. So amino acids have this thing called L-tyrosine, and then they're, you know, in meats and in nuts and in some plants. So whenever that we process this L-tyrosine amino acids, it is a precursor to make dopamine and then make from uh, and then make another amino acids from what you eat. So this kind of a pathway is it's actually really interesting is because that dopamine is the uh, bridge neuromodulator in this particular thing and then our body can you know really sense this L uh, cytosine amino acids and we can facilitate that process for you. And also we have serotonin, right? Just review and make us feel calm and make us feel enough, feel comfortable. More than 90% of the serotonin made in the gut is sort of true, right? Serotonin is actually controlling our emotion in the brain, not in the gut. So in a sense that, you know, deep in the gut, right? We have the large intestine, we have the, uh, you know, the uh, small intestine and we have the uh, stomach. But the thing is, is we must really, most people, let's say, adjust serotonin for eating food. So in a sense, the more serotonin that there is in the food, the more carb-rich that the food that you're eating, right? So that just goes to show you another kind of a, um, what's the term? How our body can sense different molecules or um, sugar or amino acids when we're eating. And those things are done now very subconsciously. I did not know that before taking this course, which is actually really interesting. So if I want to give you guys one takeaway for, for uh, today, is really we are more sophisticated than we thought, or I thought in this particular case, um, about how do we use food? How do we use our nervous system to regulate food? All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to continue on this topic and, uh, and cover fatty acids and some other interesting situations as well. Okay? All right. Bye, guys.